It's actually our 11th birthday. Um, this is oh, our blimey. 111th. Cool, blimey. Uh, we don't know half of you as well as we like, and we know too many of you. Ha- I'd like to know more of you half as well as I actually do, or however that joke goes from I like the Lord less of the than Rings half movie. of you half as well as you should deserve. Yeah, yeah, that bit. Um, but yeah, it's our 111st episode. It's episode 111, which is surprising i'm 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 pretty sure it's uh our 111th episode i put that in the the actual yeah it's 111 yeah i can read i'm not an idiot you know i talk pretty someday i think that's counting but i guess reading too that works but well i mean you read the numbers numbers, yeah it's you're reading yeah yeah anyways uh but and uh, for for our esteemed listeners, even if I'm totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is going to be episode 111, uh, we're going to be talking about Dragon Quest Eleven. And since hey. it was a bit of a patron pick, we have a couple of patrons. But before they introduce themselves, I mean, and you've heard him, you know him at this point in time, but uh, my, my lovely co-host, Josh, you know, hey. he, he's joined, he is joining me as well as West, the, Mr. West, the Henshin... The hen- <laughs> a lovable little slime. Oh my! Are you saying that about yourself or about our guest? Yeah, me, yeah, and- me. No. Okay. It came from the um, trash. B- wow, that's that's some I serious. Mean- that's some deep seated self deprecation. Um, but be- I'm gonna stop walking all over myself, talking all over my guest, and get to just introducing him. We are joined by none other than Mr. West, the Henshin Dad himself. Mm-hmm. Can I at least be a metal slime instead? I want to give lots of experience. Come on. Yeah. You don't have to be a metal slime or anything. You can be, you can be, I don't know. I was going to say a magic carp, but that's a Pokemon, which you are into Pokemon or at least you were. So I don't, I don't know. Still am. Um, Yeah. Yeah. As long as I'm not a heel slime, I'm good. Those things are atrocious. (laughs) Oh man. And well, you know, we will talk, hopefully we won't debate the merits of different slimes, Uh, but we're also joined by uh, another friend of the show and another patron, Dorian, all your base are belong to us. The base comes from the dark spawn. Now, what's up, everybody? (laughs) Oh, I'm back. He's back. I'm back. I I don't, you know, the, the, the sort of like trying to tie yourself to the dark spawn. I mean, well, I guess we could get to that, um, you know, at some point in time, but. (laughs) And I know, I know not everyone can, you know, see the video that we have um, here. I I am wearing a gray shirt, but it's kind of dark here. So it looks black. Dorian, your shirt looks black. Is is it gray? Are you in gray right now? It's dark blue. Okay. Okay. Dark blue. There you go. He was, he was going for a terrible pun, Dorian. And I'm, I'm very glad uh, that. Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> he's not Dorian Boss. in gray. Or he's not yeah, Dora yeah. in gray. We'll yeah. get there. You yeah, clown. We'll there. Uh, you clown. All right. Well, you know, guys, uh, you know the form. So let's just sort of like roll right into this. Uh, it has been, or as I like to say, it's been an undisclosed amount of time since I talked to you. Well, it, yeah, we'll, we'll just... Wonderful. For the sake of brevity. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you like that. See, I'm glad you're finally like warming up this and you're supporting my bitch. Oh, I, I love it. Um, Thanks. I hate it. Uh, uh, all right. So, you know, why don't we just go, well, well, Josh, why don't you kick us off? How How has the last undisclosed amount of time since I talked to you been? 
Oh, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, busy as usual. You know, last time I was talking about how uh, wife and I kind of nailed down uh, a school curriculum for the kids for the next year, and so now it's in ex- we're in execution mode. Obviously, for for an undisclosed amount of time, um, you know, something like that. But uh, being able to to roll with it and and see how it's working out, and it's it's been going really well. The structure has helped us a lot, and so that's that's kind of been on the forefront of my mind. Is is more just the kids schooling stuff but yeah it's been good man i'm doing well how are you doing good i'm i'm fine i'm fine but i'd rather hear from uh one of our guests or both of our guests before i sort of un- unload whatever nonsense i have to unload um wes yeah and actually doran like i think the last time you guys were with us was or in in the blind forest right you were both on that right well yep. dorian Attempted. There was a like your internet was not cooperating that night, dude. Um, no, no, I, I rectified but all. How, how have you been since then? Uh, well, yeah, I've been well. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, my wife has been uh, weird. So, well, let me let me start with me first because this kind of plays in. So, basically, uh, I've been trying to really put myself on a schedule. You know, like my wife is the organized mm-hmm. one. I am the complete opposite. So, mm-hmm. you know, I actually decided one day because work was slow, I decided to sit down, write down everything I wanted to accomplish during the course of the day, the books I wanted to read, games I wanted to play, all of that stuff, just getting very organized. So uh, I've been really kind of on this tirade the past uh, several weeks, just trying to stick to it going to bed at a certain time, waking up a certain time, praying, reading, and those, those things, and uh, get, getting a lot of stuff done. Um, and so uh, it forced me to do that because my wife is actually watching now uh, the son and daughter of, you know, one of our, one of our brothers who has some uh, uh, a family situation going on. So, you know, they kind of dropped her, dropped her kids off over here, and she had, you know, she has a lot going on. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's wow. crucial between homeschooling and, and, and just just getting things done around the house and, you know, me helping her out where I can. So I had to get myself on a schedule in order to be able to properly help her. And it's been really helpful because, um, you know, I'm, I'm also getting the things done that I want to get done uh, for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> I kind of hesitated to say all that because this past week has actually been uh, terrible. <laughs> but oh, but no. but you know it's just because of uh you know some things outside of our control but uh you know it's really just about redeeming the time and being intentional to you know uh you know really put those things in place like okay i could stay up for you know until two or three in the morning but then how's that going to affect the rest of my week or, you know, this day and that day, I'm not going to work out and, you know, what have you. I'm going to wake up. I'm not going to feel like praying and reading all those things. But so, you know, just scheduling those things out, it's uh, it's kind of a growing pain for me, but it has been effective. So that's, that's kind of where I've been, uh, you know, the past month or so. You know, it's yeah. been really good. Nice. Good. I'm I'm sorry to hear that the last week has been kind of miserable, but mm. you know, at least you've got like the right perspective on it, man. I mean, like that's those seasons suck. So, but I'm I'm glad you're able to join us tonight, and hopefully, this will sort of be a bit of a sweet note to end your week on. 
Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, Wes, how have you been since we last talked, man? Oh, well, you know, kind of bouncing off what those guys were talking about. You know, school is back in session and basically so is my life. It's 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 gone at this point. <laughs> no. All the free time, you know, being able to sleep in past five o'clock in the morning. It's just like, no, no, this is not mm. happening anymore. Mm. Got to get back on a regular schedule myself. And honestly, this entire last two weeks of getting up super early has just not been fun. <laughs> Perfectly honest. So what do mm. I do in the meantime? I start another podcast. That's so weird. You know, it's like <laughs> I lose my time and I start another podcast. So uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that. At yeah. some point. So we don't need to get into it now, but you know, I'm talking about video games this time. So people can actually like, you know, give me feedback and, you know, people can actually like talk to me about it versus me talking to them. They're like, Oh, that sounds cool. Ultraman sounds great. All right. Sounds good. But other than that, that's pretty <laughs> much where I'm at. You did share with us in the 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 sort of the Pwn channel that uh, some of the metrics that you've gotten back show that your new podcast, Retronym, is, you know, and I'll, I'll sort of, you know, hopefully I'm not stealing your thunder, but you're doing actually really well in Canada? Apparently, yeah. Canadian listeners, I'm guessing it's like the two that we have in chat, as far as I know, in the Discord. So if they're listening, there you go. They have just bumped my channel or my podcast up way high up in Canada. So you know, a all right, maple syrup. Let's go, Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's do this. <laughs> That's I'm what I'm all talking about. Now, your your weird sliced ham that pretends to be bacon. I mean, it's still delicious, but it's it's yeah, not bacon. Yeah. But, I mean, maple syrup. Anyways, no, that's pretty great. I can put that yeah, on. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. Speaking of maple syrup, uh, I shared I shared in the Discord uh, for breakfast this morning, uh, and this was actually triggered by uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson or the Rock or Dwayne Johnson, whatever you know. Uh, he everyone's I follow him on social media, and he posts like sometimes his cheat meals. And if you've ever seen some of these things, they're like absolutely epic. Like you know, one time it was like it was just like it was like three whole pizzas like a roasted chicken and like two dozen chocolate chip cookies i mean he's a he's a very large man um and he eats like like 50 pounds of cod a week um so i guess you know if i oh dude his his protein intake is ridiculous um i might only be slightly exaggerating how much cod he eats in a week um but (laughs) um anyways uh the other day I saw this thing and it's uh he calls it rock toast, of course, because, you know, it's just, it's not really French toast because it's what it is. It's a, a loaf of brioche that he cut in half and he treats the whole thing like French toast. And so he has these two four by four by four chunks of French bread made out of really nice brioche. And then he tops it with butter, peanut butter, whipped cream, and maple syrup. And I was just like, I like peanut butter. I have peanut butter. I didn't have whipped cream. Uh, but I was like little, I, I, and I didn't have French toast. I had waffles. So I, I made waffles. I, I heated up, I toasted my waffles, some butter, some peanut butter, some maple syrup. And then I, I put some strawberry jelly on a different one because I like peanut butter and jelly. I just like strawberry. Anyways, it was awesome. It was also like my caloric intake nice. for the day. Um, mm-hmm. And like considering Nate's over here that, living his best life now. All right. <laughs> like, yeah. Working <laughs> hard later, on a heart attack. <laughs> like right now. Um, but yeah. So aside from like that epic breakfast, uh, my week mm-hmm. has been sort of like, okay. I mean, things in the post office are sort of fine. Uh, 
it's actually today's like one of those days, you know, and, and just for the sake of the listener, like, uh, I had the day off because, uh, Monday's a federal holiday and we're, we're actually typically we, we record a uh, little behind the scenes, sort of inside baseball. You know, typically we, we record Monday evenings, Monday nights, uh, we're recording a Saturday night. I actually had the day off because Monday is my scheduled day off, but because it's a federal holiday, I get Saturday off. So I had the day off, didn't accomplish half of what I wanted to, but work was fine. I mean, I didn't have to work my long week because I had today off. Yeah. I'm not like, listen, it's, it's been fine. I just, I've sort of been having one of those weeks, uh, you know, sort of talking about like personal challenges, Josh, you know, uh, and I mentioned it in our discord, like I had a couple of days where like my whole personal challenge, and it will probably be my personal challenge going forward for a while, which is just really sort of make sure that I'm counting my calories and trying to like stay under my budgeted amount using my fitness pal. Uh, the last couple of days, last three days at this point in time, I have failed to do so. Um, so it's like, eh, you know, at some point in time, I, you know, you just have to, I, I feel like tracking it is enough of a step most of the time that when I do that, it helps sort of keep it in mind. And then it'll help me to start thinking about, what I'm going to be eating, how, how I'm eating and really sort of, you know, gauging my activity and my diet. But all that being said, uh, you know, we're, we're sort of trying to sort of cruise through this cause we have a lot of material to talk about. That game is the, the game we're going to be talking about tonight is huge. When it was all said and done, I know, I'm pretty sure I spent over 120 hours, uh, in Dragon mm-hmm. Quest 11. So, but, uh, we're not, ready to talk about that just yet so let's just move on into our backlog report um so you know I, I, yeah that thing i do have it i'm sorry i, I wasn't prepared <laughs> only the finest foley work for you listeners you know, we spare no expense to the backlog report <laughs> backlog um, all right All right, so we have some guests, so let's let them go first. Uh, Dorian, why don't you sort of uh, open us up here, bud? What what have you been playing into uh, slash into the last couple of weeks? Uh, Last couple of weeks, uh, let's see. I have started playing, and I think I'm almost finished with it, uh, Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that, that game is pretty fantastic in in a sense uh you know story-wise it you know it's, it goes from chapter to chapter you're trying to find out what's going on with this plague and the rats and everything and, uh i believe i'm toward the end i think there's like maybe 17 chapters or something and i think i'm on like 14 or 15 something like that but uh oh yeah um yeah so i've been you know along with my schedule and i've been giving myself a little bit, you know, a set amount of game time. Uh, so I've been able to mm. go through that pretty quickly. Uh, and uh, and see what else. I've been playing through a game that's similar to Portal called The Turing Test. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, things. Yeah. Um, uh, I've had that game on Xbox for, I think, since I've got my Xbox One. It was like a Games with Gold thing or something, but... Okay. Uh, I haven't touched it in a long time, and then I picked it back up, and because uh, I just finished Portal a couple weeks ago, I'm like, 
oh yeah i remember this game. yeah let me uh check it out so it's it's a pretty cool game it's it's like um it's like portal but it's not there's no portals but you still have a gun it's first person and you're going from room to room solving puzzles with this uh I'm not sure what kind of gun it is but you're sucking up energy balls and shooting energy balls at different things to open doors or to activate certain things. It's very portal-esque, except there's no portals. But uh, anyway, yeah, Turing mm-hmm. Test. Um, I just picked up the Cowabunga collection. Um, I knew I was going to buy oh, that. Yeah. yeah, I knew I was going to buy that day one. Um, just got me a huge Turtles fan. And uh, Shredder's Revenge was pretty awesome. And uh, so, yeah, I, I just... Uh, went through Turtles in Time, both the arcade and the and the SNES versions. Um, mm. I probably should have saved those for last because, you know, I've, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still going to enjoy myself with the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, for the most part, what I've been, uh, what's been in rotation the past several weeks. Cool, 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 cool. Wes, how about you? What have you been playing, reading, into, you know, playing slash reading slash watching slash listening to slash into? You know, you know. But keep it short, totally, yeah. Keep it totally, yeah, because we are super <laughs> awesome at being good at bad at brevity. Exactly. All right, so as far as I've been playing, it's been pretty much like one thing, and that was Bravely Default 2, which I finally mm. finished. And while I initially had some misgivings about the game due to like some changes that I considered to be pretty major coming from the 3DS games. It ended up being pretty great by the end. Uh, I feel like some of the characterization is pretty flat, but the story I thought did pretty well. And it had a, you know, like every other Bravely game that we've had so far, it's got a pretty interesting like twist mechanic that comes up later. And so it's like, okay, maybe not necessarily as good as the other ones, but definitely worth a play. So, you know, if you don't have it yet, Mm. I mean, it's pretty cheap, like 30 bucks. So you may as well get it at this point. I beat it within Mm. 35 hours. So, you know, not too shabby. And I, and I feel like I did quite a bit of stuff and I did a lot of grinding. So it's just not really that long of a game, I guess, versus, you know, well, going back to the 3DS version, it's like 60, 70 hours for each of those games that I put into. So honestly, though, I, you know, and not to sort of derail us too much, I did feel like the the original Bravely games, you could do the you could do a pretty solid playthrough in like 40, 50 hours. So, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they were a little longer, maybe, but. Okay. Also, you know, and and we've we've I, I could be totally wrong on that. I'm just sort of like this is that's very much an I feel statement. Um, so, I mean, you know, you can't trust your feelings. But <laughs> no, I'm I'm I'm, true. I'm glad though that you liked it because like it's sort of been sitting in my pile for a while. So, mm-hmm. been meaning to yeah. get around to it. So, and it basically but. hyped me up so much that I was like, you know what? After I played a little bit of the Dragon Quest Eleven this morning, I decided, okay. I'm going to go back and since it's been like eight years since I finished it, I'm going to finally start the new game plus on the original Bravely Default on my same cartridge and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just started that back up and it's like, oh, this is beautiful. The music, mm-hmm. the visuals, everything about it. Just mm, fantastic. So that's pretty much where I'm going to be for the next couple of weeks at this point. So <laughs> and we'll see if I, you know, go ahead and start a Bravely Second as well. But that's basically all i've been playing other than a really terrible pokemon rip off rip off called monster crown and all i can tell you is don't get it it's completely janky monsters are like appearing out of bounds and you can't like move on until you've fought a certain amount and it took me like i kid you not two hours to get out of the introductory like section it was ridiculous like it should not be it should be like a five minute thing but because i was just 
not rolling the correct RNG at this point for getting the monsters to appear. It was just really bad. So don't play it. It's awful. And as far as mm. anything else, I haven't really been watching or anything, watching pretty much anything since I've been getting ready for school. The only thing I've been listening to is, of course, the entire archive of the Backlog Breakdown podcast. I think I'm up to about episode 40 now. It's like the end of 2019 stuff, starting to get into the top 100 list. So it's sorry. That's my dog. <laughs> it's been getting <laughs> that's fine. to the good stuff. The good stuff. So, I like not stuff. that the stuff beforehand wasn't good stuff, but this is the more like, <laughs> you know, you guys were like, hitting the two hour mark maybe with everything and you're like oh man these episodes are so long and i'm just like oh so nostalgic so nostalgic (laughs) (laughs) two two hours like minimum now and that's a short episode i I wanted to pretty much where i'm at i wanted to throw this out there i forgot to throw in i I did just finish an audio book um it's good to Mm -hmm. be mad um i actually Mm -hmm. finished that kind of yesterday today um but yeah so I, I only throw it out there because I definitely highly recommend it for any man. Um, mm-hmm. It's by Michael Foster and Dominic Benon-Tennant. I'm probably saying his name wrong. But, yeah, fantastic book. Um, it's good to be a man, you know, be a man on a mission. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for for the kingdom of God, for uh, to glorify God and your mission should never be your wife. You should chase excellence and not women. Your wife is to help you accomplish that mission. So, you know, that's kind of my uh, quick takeaway from the book. But go read yourselves. Sweet. All right, Josh, how about you? What you've been playing, what you've been reading, what you've been into? All right. So I, I called it in the Discord 100 Hours of Anime the Game. Um, still playing uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And still really enjoying it, although there have been a couple uh, hangups, a couple bosses that like wipe the floor with me. I'm like, what? What am I doing wrong? What is what is going on here? Um, I'm just gonna share a little story that happened just this morning while I was on the elliptical. Uh, or was it? Maybe it was yesterday. Uh, anyways, they they blow, they all blur together. But I fought this boss, and it should not be. But it was actually a boss that you fight a second time. I fought him earlier, no problem in the game. Uh, comes back. It's a lot harder, and I'm like, it, it, but it's weird because it's like, it's okay, it's okay. You get through like half the battle, and then it just destroys you. I'm like, what is going on? Like, what is wrong here? Well, it turns out, um, at this point in the game, I had I had two characters in my party. At other parts of the game, I've had more than that. You can have up to three characters in your party. Um, the game doesn't tell you that at it, certain points, when you have two characters, you can just add a third. Like not always. If you only have two characters, like running around on the over on the overworld screen, obviously you can only have two characters. But if you have like four characters running around, but there's only two currently in your party, you can add another one in to have three characters. But it, but generally the game when you go to an, another section, it's like who do you want to add to your party? And that never happened. So mm. I'm fighting this boss, and the reason I'm dying is because I only have two characters as opposed to three. And so I'm just like, what the heck? So I, I went to the internet because I'm like, this boss should not be this hard. Like, what, what is going on here? Turns out you just just add a third character to your party. And I'm like, okay, this, then this is no problem. But uh, it was a little frustrating. But other than that, I'm enjoying the game quite a bit. I may or may not have had made that same mistake like several times throughout the playthrough. <laughs> okay. I'm not the only idiot. Because <laughs> I was just like, are you like, 
did I miss something? I don't know because because earlier a boss that I was having trouble with was was a totally different tactic. It was another it was another reason that I wasn't I wasn't picking up on something. The, the boss was doing something else when you get it down to a certain amount of health. But so this one, I figured maybe there was something else to it that I just didn't know. Um, no, it turns out it's like an entire game mechanic of adding a character to your party. I didn't know it existed, but anyways, it's, not a big it's deal. It's weird that the game wouldn't tell you that like, hey, you should put a third person well, in your party. Right. A lot of the times it does tell you, like sometimes the screen pops up and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes you have like one person out on the field and it's just like, why <laughs> is everything killing me? I don't know what's going on. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I should have three times the firepower. <laughs> like, what is... Yeah. So anyways. Uh, Trust me though. You know, other... Trust me. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, so much better. So much better. Just I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. It's perfection. I'm, I'm sure that it is. I'm enjoying my time because this one story-wise is very different than the first. At least so far. I you know, I don't know. I I've, I've only put 40 plus hours into the game at this point. Um so I'm only so far. I think like the 6th chapter. So um but I'm I'm digging it so far. Uh, it's it's just telling yeah, a very different kind of story. It's got some cool intrigue in there. Um but Xenoblade Chronicles the first one feels more expansive right from the start. If that makes any sense. Right. Anyways, um, so going along in that, I've played a little bit, dabbled a little bit in our Spooktober game, a little bit of Hellblade in mm. here, um, and that's fun. I wanted to see if it would run on my laptop. Does not. It like totally crashes. Um, like I play for like twenty minutes, like the opening thing, and it just closes out. So I'm like, okay, well, can't play this one like that. I have to wait till the kids are in bed, because um, although it's not a horror game, it it messes with you. It gets spooky. So, um, I, I don't know yes. if like I would contest. I think it's 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 if it's not horror, it's horror adjacent. It's like got a it's got a foot firmly planted in that camp. Mm -hmm. Like it may not be. It's not it's not survival horror or anything like that. But mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely. It's got it's it's in the horror camp. Yeah. 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 So. Um, so yeah, those two are pretty much all that I've played um, in terms of reading slash listening to books. I did listen through the uh, the Wisdom Pyramid by Brett McCracken, and I thought it was good. Um, I do think I feel like I heard a lot of the stuff in that mm -hmm. book from other places before, but I do think there were like certain nuggets where I'm like, oh, that was that was really good. The way that he conveyed well, he, certain. I mean, he references really like also. digital minimalism and stuff like that mm -hmm. that you. Mm -hmm you've already checked out so yeah 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 and it's always a great reminder of of just how much how how much time i spend in front of screens you know and how that that's probably not mm -hmm. always best for my my brain <laughs> um so so yeah definitely a good book um and then i listened through a book on church history what was it oh it's by nick Nick Needham, I want to say. No, no, not Nick Needham. Nick something. Nick. It's by Nicky Boy. Old Nicky Boy who wrote the church history book at the one time and did the thing. 2,000 Years of Christ's Power by Nick Needham. Yeah, that is mm. what I said, isn't it? Um, and so it, it covers the early. Yes, yes. 
for some reason, I don't know, I was thinking that that was like some pop singer or something. Could be wrong. Um, anyways, um, he, it is the early the age of the early church fathers, so it's from the first to the sixth century, and so it goes over. Yeah, well, just that. Um, but a number of different. Uh, well, it's just church history. It, it it focuses on different things that are happening at the time and different church fathers. And basically, I I really enjoyed it. Basically, it has given me another perspective on. Um, like the development of theology of like orthodoxy basically. Um, and, and it's like, I knew it, but it's, it's fun to kind of see like more close up the different controversies that were happening and the way that um, like truly we stand on the shoulders of giants now um, because yeah. so many smart people have like worked these things out beforehand. So we take for granted a lot that, like literally blood was spilled over, which is crazy to me. Like hearing about churches, like church members beating up other church members. However, you know, you could say it's a false church. Yeah. Okay. But, but um, it's like some of the stuff is pretty crazy. I didn't know like that close up before. So now I'm, I'm getting a little hankering for some more church history stuff, but it did, it, it provided me, um, yeah, that perspective and a bit more humility because also now I look around and I see some of the things that we argue with in, you know, like Christian Twitter and stuff like that. And it's like, we should probably show each other a bit more grace when we're working out our theological positions. Cause some of these things are like pretty, it, it makes you, it makes you have to wrestle with like, what are, what are the foundational truths of, of Christianity of like following mm -hmm. Jesus and, and then what are the things that, like we can have disagreements over and or are very understandable if you don't know, like you don't understand, you know, um, not to, yeah. this is a total oversimplification, but I think it does give me pause when I think about how um, Jesus told the thief on the cross, like today you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't have his theology figured out, obviously different context because he didn't have enough time to think about all those things. Um, but it does it does give me pause of like okay i should i should show grace when people are working through a lot of these things so anyways um that's that's pretty much all i have to report on um oh, what were you going to say i just wanted to sort of like riff off that for a second um because like i i've noticed in myself like okay so and i didn't but like this last week social media has like got me ready to like pull my hair out um me too. I've, I've I've gotten on a few times and um, just there are a couple times where I have interacted with my personal accounts in different things and just seeing the the total lack of civility in online discourse, even among Christians, makes me just like want to like you, you know reach through the screen and punch people in the throat. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I I. You know, for like, I interacted with some people that I basically agree with what they were saying, but I was pushing at it and I was basically saying, I think the, 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 the core problem here, the, because they were sort of talking about like the, the Christian nationalism movement and some, some of that, the, the dangers there, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, listen, the chief problem here is that functionally, and, and, and again, I could just be totally wrong talking on my rear end, but I said, the chief problem is that you have a lot of people who are treating politics 
and the the political systems and politicians as sort of the functional uh, deities like these are their functional gods mm -hmm. and as long as their people are in power the the world is right you know and i said and it's it's kind of like these are the things that they sort of like hinge their security on this is the thing that they worship and that's why we're seeing like a lot of the a lot of the really like heavy partisanship is like the the these political agendas these partisan agendas are doctrines their religion their their theologies their ways that these people like know god and and sort of worship their gods and so it's like and i'm i'm saying that i was like no and i just like like and the, the response i got to sort of even sort of offering that and just like i wasn't disagreeing with anybody i was just saying like yeah i think like when you really dig down but it was just like the response I got there was just like, and this is from brothers and sisters in Christ. I was like ready to pull my hair out. Mm -hmm. Can I, I want to say and, something to that, if, if I may. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead, dude. Uh, yeah, so uh, there, there, there's another podcast I like to I like to follow um, called Cross Examine, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, okay, pretty much they talk about this stuff all the time. And there's a term that uh, the guy runs it, Kirk Kennedy. He uh, he calls it theolytical. And basically, it's mm -hmm. it's uh, exactly what you just described. Where you know, because at the end of the day, us as believers, we are we have to recognize these things that it's not the left or the right and things that we that we fight against. It's scripture says it's the principalities, and it's not it's not flesh and blood. It's the spirit that we war against. So you know, when you have a lot of uh, you know. Christians, we take we take these things like our conservatism or, or you know our political views and things like that, and we equate them to doctrine. Then all of a sudden, the problems become flesh. It's like, oh well, the left is doing this or the right. No, 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 no. Those are simply the vehicles that Satan is using to bring about a lot of these different things. So it's like. For example, when we praise whatever sides are on, whether you praise Biden or Trump, it's like at the end of the day, both of these dudes need Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and they're both, yeah. for lack of a better term, evil. So it's like, you know, Trump is not your savior. Biden is not your savior. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not a left and right in heaven. So, you know what I mean? It's like we got to, uh, you know, when we look at all of these things that happen in the world, we should always step back and ask, what is God exposing here? What, why is the Lord doing this? Um, you know, and I think if we, if we look at things, and so when we look at the internet and you see a lot of, you know, Christians attacking each other or, you know, you know, so social media is a waste dump anyway, for the most part. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's hard to have like a really civil conversation, but the point is, um, you know, when we, we have to look at all of these things, step back and ask, well, what is the Lord doing? What is the Lord exposing? And as Christians, we need to have discernment and, you know, look at like and expose the deeds of darkness, not point the finger at this guy, that guy, this party, that, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, not that we don't pay attention to it, but, you know, we really have to put these things in, like biblical perspective, you know, and as Christians, it's like, all right. This side is for this, this, that, and the other. If I have a brother or sister that, you know, 
aligns himself with that side, maybe for a different reason. It doesn't mean, you know, they take all everything that this side has. You know, maybe there's an issue over there that this side's dealing with that's very important to them. And we have to be, like you said, Josh, gracious with each other in that and not look at, well, if you vote this way, you can't be a, you can't be a Christian. Well, time out. Do you love Jesus? I know you. How does your life reflect that? You know, it's a big difference, you know? So mm-hmm. just putting those things in I mean, perspective. There are definitely certain issues where I think a mature Christian has really, uh, has, has a, a mature Christian should never co-sign with something like abortion. I mean, yes. we could all agree on that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think there, you can be a believer, be immature in your faith, and sort of not understand how destructive and how wicked that that practice is. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, no. And I, I, I think too, like on something sort of like making it a little more and bringing a little more levity to it. Like even I, I've been seeing some of some of the different like meme, you know, reformed meme sites have been popping up on my Facebook feed. There's a lot of like dunking on Baptists and Presby's, and I'm just like. This is so dumb. You're all idiots. Like, I just want to like talk, like directly, like confront the admins and be like, "Your children, your children." Maybe and like, I'm just like, we had. Uh, I'm just like so tired of meme culture online. When and I don't, I like memes, right? I like being goofy, and when it's all in good fun, that's cool. But like, some people will just post memes as like a response to something serious, and I'm like, "You're a child." you deserve to have your fingers broken. <laughs> like, you know, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm funny. getting That's a little coming off the last episode too, where we talked about childish thing in the, in childish interactions and the way that you uh, do that. So that's, that's pretty funny. Now, now you just, like I just think into the mire. Like, yeah, it's just like kind of like one of those things where, um, anyways, that, that sort of brings me in my backlog report. And this isn't really, as far as playing much, uh, it's the same it's been for the last couple of weeks. And honestly, it's been even less than usual. Um, little bit of Monster Hunter, little bit of Mother 3. Um, as far as watching or reading or anything, uh, I did sort of pick up uh, back up with the, the Usagi Ojimbo Netflix series, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, it's kind of kid friendly. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously parents like watch it before you let your kids, so, you know, see if they're this, I don't think there's any super questionable content in there, um, mm-hmm. but it's fun. It's, it's kind of like me. Isn't that the one about the dude who gets his limbs torn off by a demon and sold to a demon or something like that? No, no, dude. That's, okay. Okay. Usagi Ojimbo is, is a samurai rabbit. Okay. That's, that's right. Done that's by the right. same creators as Ninja Turtles, I think, right? No, no, there there were crossovers. Usagi Stan Sakai did uh uh does Usagi. Um and he's done crossovers with uh, I can't remember the creators of the TMNT. But anyways, okay. um sorry. Yeah. I got it confused with that Tezuka one that you were watching. So sorry. Uh, yeah, that that I forget what that one was called. That one, like, well, like I said, that one ended, and I was like, eh. it was kind of yeah. just ended. Um, yeah, yeah. But you just said kid um, friendly, and so I'm like, wait, what? No, Usagi yeah, Ojimbo on Netflix. That's great. Is Sweet. is it's a it's a it's like a it's that CG style. It's sort of it's fine. 
Um, but I did want to sort of just take a second to plug and uh, using this, uh, I've been, I installed recently an app on my phone. Actually, just, I think just yesterday I installed it called OneSec. Um, and you basically on, on iPhone, I have no idea if it's available on Android or not, but on iPhone, you install this and you set up shortcuts and you give this, this app permissions. But what it does is it basically, you can throw up basically a stall. Like, so every time I open up Facebook, Twitter, Discord, or Instagram, I now have a six second like waiting screen where it tells me to take a deep breath and sort of like just, and then I actually have it set up too so that I can, it'll ask me, why are you getting on here? And I have to either like pick mm. something that I've already put in here or so it's like it builds in these this little bit of friction that actually helps me to be a little more mindful and careful about nice. like I'm, I'm still like opening up all all of the the social media way more like i think it was like twitter was like 28 times today uh facebook was mm. like like you know facebook and twitter were like 28 like instagram was like 15 discord was like 25 um, but it does that that little bit of friction helps me to think about like how many times i'm actually getting on makes me think about why I'm getting on um, just in, in an effort to engage with social media a little bit better. Um, hmm. So, so it's like going from a PS PS five down to a PS four loading times intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. I, I'm intentionally throttling. Um, uh, yeah. My, my social media, but I just felt like, because I, I noticed like my screen time kept creeping up and up and up and up. And I was like, I was down to like two and a half, three and a half hours a day, which is still too much in, in my opinion. See, I was thinking like, hey, my phone does that exact same thing. It takes like 10 to 15 seconds to open any app. But then I realized it's because my phone's like five years old. So, you know, <laughs> it also just get an old phone. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I just I've been using that app. And uh, as far, like I said, that's that's pretty much like I'm just really trying to sort of restrict my uh, social media access because yeah. most of the people on social media make me want to like punch them in the head, um, <laughs> which is not great. Like that's not a super great Christian reaction. Um, but, you know, look, um, I said I was sorry about what I said about Shadow of the Colossus. All right. <laughs> no, you just made me out. cry, dude. You just made me cry. Um, but <laughs> let's, let's talk about other things that, you know, it's, it's since I've, I'm busy shilling for one app that will, I, and I'm, that's not, there's no payment there. They're not paying us. I just like, the, I, I like the premise. I just started using it. I thought it might be helpful. Let's talk about other things that might be helpful. So if you guys have been listening to the breakdown for any extended amount of period of time, you obviously know that the GG app is the official app of the backlog beatdown which is the meta game that we run all year uh it's uh it's basically a letterboxed app for your video game collections you can create custom lists you can sort of mark off what you've played what you've beaten what you've abandoned um you can sort of you can keep track with different friends on there and see what they're playing what they're interested in you can leave little reviews and you can rate games uh there's a whole slew of features in there you can uh for five i think it's 
I've, I've said this before and I forgot to write it down again, but I think it's $5 a month or $50 a year. You can actually become an elite member. And with it, there's early access to new builds. There's a special role in his discord for you. We love Charles, the guy who built it. He's a friend of ours. Um, and we, we really like the app. Uh, we like it so much that we got Charles to officially uh, make it the official with so many officials, all the officials, all the officiousness. Um, but yeah, like I said, we like it a whole bunch. We like uh, Charles and we think that it, it's worth checking out. Other things that are probably worth checking out, or at least we hope you think so, maybe uh, if you're listening to this. Um, obviously, you know, we want you to, you know, if you're subscribed to this, we want you to share it. We want you to sort of, if you haven't done it already, do a rating and review. Uh, but also we have a Patreon. And uh, if you'd like to sort of go a little bit above and beyond, you know, we would love to have you sort of join us in the Patreon. Uh, Wes and Dorian both are patrons. Um, and there's really no sort of, we don't set, there's no tiers or anything. So for as little as a dollar a month, you can have early access to our, to these the, the episodes, early and uncut app. Act, uh, they talk pretty someday. Early and uncut access to each episode. There's usually a video feed that accompanies this. Um, we, we try to sort of include, there's a, a patron exclusive podcast called the bro hang. Um, and the, there's just a little more access to Josh and I, you know, uh, there's a mm -hmm. special channel and role for patrons in the discord. So yeah, um, it's, it's cool. To tell we have a good play. Yeah. Uh, like, like these guys did, um, you get to tell us what to play. Um, so, and last but not least, and we have Wes here, but, uh, you know, Wes, alongside our, our friend uh, Paul, the artist currently currently known as the Techno Funk Boy Lytle, um, they're all members of the Playwell Network and our different our sort of podcasts. Uh, Wes, you have a new podcast uh, sort of available. Why don't you take a minute and sort of just instead of using one of our normal plugs, why don't you take a second here and sort of fill in the dear listener on uh, your latest endeavor, Retro Nim. Okay, put some cool music behind me. Maybe some explosions mm -hmm. as well. But uh, <laughs> the new podcast that I came up with is actually based on a blog idea I had from 2011 called The Retronym. All it is is basically just me talking about games I like, and that's pretty much the only criteria. Keeping the episodes short, like 15 to 20 minutes, but I'm also just going off in crazy places. You know, I'm going to try to do my own little book club thing, but with like actual books and talking about video game books and stuff that I like to read. There's an episode I have planned on the, the characteristics of games. If you haven't played, or sorry, if you haven't read that book, it's very expensive. And it's done by Richard Garfield and a whole bunch of other people of like, you know, Magic the Gathering fame and all that. And it goes into the nitty gritty of game development, like actual like game mechanics and rules and everything that I, cool. I can't even possibly fathom. So, you know, listen to the podcast and you'll eventually hear about that. So that's my plug. Cool music over. And... Well, we never really left, so we're back. Um, guys, if you're listening to this, you know, obviously you can read. Uh, we're going to assume you can read. We're going to be talking tonight about Dragon Quest Eleven, and I just wanted to take a couple minutes. And, you know, in these book club and, and Patreon, uh, Patreon, uh, I will talk pretty, Nate talk pretty someday, but today is not that day. Um, Maybe tomorrow. But we usually, when we're talking about doing game-specific episodes, we usually take a couple of minutes to sort of talk about the back of the baseball card and talk about just some general information here. Uh, so Dragon Quest XI, 
excuse me, uh, you know, specifically looking at echoes of an elusive age. And there's also the Dragon Quest XI um, definitive edition, which was also the S edition. Um, but it was developed and published by Square Enix, uh, the directed by uh, Takashi Ujikawa, uh, produced by Yosuke Saito and Hakuto Hakuto Okamoto. Okamoto. I am so sorry. The lead designer, the chief designer was Yuji Hori. Of course, you can see his fingerprints mm-hmm. all over this game. Uh, lead programmer was Toshihide Kitamura. Artists obviously included Kira Toriyama and uh, Ichiro Nakatsu. Uh, written, you know, lead writer. The writing team was primarily Yuji Hori, uh, Kenjiro Mori, and Jun Ito. Um, and the composer was Koichi Sugiyama. Uh, obviously, it's a yeah. Dragon Quest game. It was made in Unreal Engine 4, which uh, I, hmm. you know, I'm not surprised by that. Um, but uh, it's available on a number of platforms, uh, the Nintendo 3DS, uh, PlayStation 4 and 5, Windows, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, the Xbox Series S and X. And this one was a bit of a surprise, but uh, Stadia. Um, and then... It was originally released uh, July 29th, 2017. And I'm looking here, obviously, wow. you know, uh, full credit here, like a, just full disclosure here. I'm using Wikipedia and it doesn't, it's not showing me when the definitive edition was, came to other platforms. So give me. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it came to other platforms July 23rd, 2020. Uh, Thank you, Dorian. Okay. Coming in with a pinch hit. So, um, you know, obviously it's a JRPG, right? You know, and it's a Dragon Quest game, folks. Like, if you're not sort of familiar with the series, well, what have you been doing with your life? Uh, Some interesting things about this, though. So the vanilla version on PS4 and uh, actually doesn't have a 2D version. Like, there's just the Equizone Elusive Age. The Definitive Edition lets you act definitive edition. Man, I feel like I feel like I added an extra syllable in there. Um, again, they talk pretty someday, just not today. Um, but with the the definitive edition and the S edition on the Switch, it actually lets you swap between a 2D and a 3D um, mode or version, mm-hmm. which you know, and 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 Wes, just to sort of touch on it real quick, Wes, you shared a picture of that absolutely beautiful 3DS version uh, that actually never came to the states, but it like the the sprites it has like a 3D a 3D version, but the the sprites are sort of a very almost like a chibi adjacent kind of design. I thought it was really charming, um, and I think it's just a stinking shame that that version never made it to the States. Um, so basic sort of, sort of opening strokes here, folks is, uh, it's a dragon quest game set in Erdria. Um, and the game sort of opens up with this cutscene where you see basically, uh, uh, a, a woman and, a, a, a little girl and a small child sort of fleeing this cat. Like there's, the whole big setup like honestly this is like you watch the first five minutes of the game and it just like the baby basically gets lost in the river and monsters are chasing them 
And the baby is raised as the hero in the uh, the town of Cobblestone. And that's really where the, the adventure starts. So um, before we get into spoiler territory, let's talk a little bit about context. Let's talk about baggage uh, with the game. Wes, I'd like to start with you, actually, because I think you have beaten this game three times, you, you said? Thereabouts, yeah. I mean we can kind of be questionable about the Japanese version because it's like, you know, I, I kind of hobbled my way through it, yes. But I originally got it because there was no, like, news of any release when it was first coming out. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to go try to get the uh, 3DS version since uh, at that time that was, like, the only way to get the 2D version and the 3D version. And then you had the PS4 version, which was, you know, oh, beautiful, of course. But I really wanted that portable experience since I had just played, like, mm -hmm. 7 and a little bit of 8 at that time. So I went ahead, bought a Japanese 2DS, digitally downloaded the game, like kind of figured my way how to do that, which is a chore in and of itself. And I played through a huge chunk of this game in the 2D mode on the 3DS wow. in Japanese. So it's just like, oh, yeah, all these spell <laughs> names. Oh, that's it. Like look, looking at it this morning, I was like, oh, yeah, all these spell names are coming back to me. OK, that's heal. That's a good one. I need that one. So I played a huge <laughs> amount of that. And then eventually I did get to PS4 and got the PS4 version uh, right at release, I think. And I got this cool little button set from GameStop with it with all the different characters mm. on it. It was super cool. Mm. And then I eventually I, I played a little bit of it. But then I was like, I kind of fell off of it because something else was distracting me. And then eventually I got the Switch version. And then I had the brilliant idea. I was like, well, why don't I just play the PS4 version and the Switch version like simultaneously? So I'm going to play through the TD mo 2D mode on the Switch version. And then I'm going to play the 3D mode afterwards and, you know, see all the, you know, voice acting and cutscenes and everything. And I basically did that until both of them were completed. <laughs> I don't necessarily think I would recommend that, but it did help me get a really good appreciation for the story and seeing all the nitty gritty. And, you know, now I'm like, oh, well, I have it on Game Pass now. I can totally play it again, I suppose. And I did start it for my kids and I was like, I hey, might, might as well, you know. Now, I am not so hardcore as I'm like doing any of the draconian stuff. No, no, no. That's for mm -hmm. like, you know, better people than me. But I, I don't know. <laughs> I just really like the game and it's definitely should be in my top 100 if it's not there already. And I should definitely check my list and do that. So. That's pretty much my baggage with that. It it is it is. By the way, listening to retro name and going over the the top one hundred. Yeah, oh, good, eleven good. is on there. Um, what, quick question: When you got the button set, don't want to give any spoilers, but when you got the button set, did it spoil any characters that occur that join your party <clears> later <throat> in the game? It did not, thankfully. Otherwise, okay. that okay. would have been cool. a huge problem. Like right off the bat, <laughs> it's like, thanks, stop, bunch of punks. <laughs> <laughs> cool dorian uh what about you man what's what sort of history do you or baggage you come at this with or you know like what 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 was your you, you you've you've talked about this with us sort of in the discord from time to time you've talked about your relationship with dragon quest 11 so wh why don't you fill the listeners in a little bit okay so i, I remember i think the first time i was on here i mentioned dragon quest was a game that no matter it just would not let me go and what i mean by that is mm. that this game is freaking long <laughs> i mean like super long and so um but i i still love the game uh so mm -hmm. it did get a little a little long in the tooth you know for me uh toward the end but um but anyway i i still love it but anyway yeah I started playing this game um, once it came to Game Pass. I, I, I'd seen the game before, and I knew it was something I wanted to play. Um, hadn't played like a you know 
a long RPG in quite some time. And uh, what I didn't realize is just how long it was. Um, but the fact that I played it on, because I had the new Xbox, so it did kind of allow me to utilize like the features of the Xbox, like uh, fast loading times and the quick resume. So I could play this game. I could play this game in spurts. Um, And, Mm. you know, uh, at first I was playing it longer sessions, uh, but, uh, but that's, that's when I was kind of on a horrible schedule too. you know, I'd stay up for hours and then like, okay, I need to go to sleep. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I over the course of an entire year, I played through this game. I played, uh, you know, I played it with remote play. I even went on vacation. And not to spoil anything, but there's a section in the game where you're in a casino, and so oh yeah, dude, yeah. So I I, I took I took uh, I took my phone and my controller. I was on vacation, sitting out by the beach one day, and it had Wi-Fi, so it was a perfect time just for just to sit back nice. and run through those, you know, rather than sit at home in front of my TV and just go through slot machines for, you know, an hour or two. I don't want to do that. So, um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, the, the, the music, uh, just the bright colors, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, it's very traditional, but, you know, still, you know, 3d and everything. Uh, it was, it was a great time. Um, yeah. I kind of wish this was the kind of game I could play as a kid. Because mm. when you're a kid, you're able to just dump all your focus into into a game like this, you know, with the story, the characters, and you know, you have to turn the game off. You're still thinking about it. You can, you know, as an adult, you know, have that luxury. So, um, but uh, yeah, no, it's just something about the game just kept, you know, pulling me in, pulling me in, pulling me in. I like try to put it down. I'm gonna play another game, but you know what? Let me play Dragon Quest for a few minutes, which turned out being like another mm. hour and a half, you know. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I I think it's the so uh, two two sort of like sort of tangents here. Just I pulled it up on how long to beat, and the definitive edition is for the main story. It has a fifty seven and a half hours. For main plus extras, it has it at 90 hours. Um, and for completionist, it has it at 132 hours. Um, so yeah, there's there's a pile to this game mm-hmm. as far I as think, like time. I think that's a bunch of baloney. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they were talking and I I meant to sort of like sort of like lob this one to you too, but when they were talking about Xenoblade and Xenoblade Chronicles and all that stuff. And like my response is like, I'm just even to that stuff. I'm super interested in those games. But then the thought of like another hundred plus hour game, like getting added to to my pile. I'm like, no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Like, and I, and I just wanted to know like Dorian, like since the, the, like the Xenoblade Chronicles stuff, like, do you have any experience with that? Or is that like, or are you kind of like me where you're like, no, no, thank you. Yeah, th- this game right here is, I think I will always remember this game because this is the game that caused me to actually have the thought process of, does a game respect my time? I've mm. never really thought about mm. that until this game. <laughs> um, there, don't get me wrong. There, there have been games in the past that have taken me you know, a long time to beat, but it's usually just because I took a long break or you know I got stuck somewhere. Mm. 
you know, went back to it later or something. But this game here, after I, you know, probably got about 75% of the, well, I guess at this point I still am around 70, 80% done because I haven't finished that three. But um, just this game really caused me to go like, all right, I, I like this game. There are other games such as Xenoblade Chronicles that maybe one day I'd like to get into. But do I want to right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think sort of bouncing off that too, and this sort of brings me to the second point. I think just sort of one of the things that you talked about how you played in spurts and using quick resume and stuff like that. But I think one of the things that this game does really well, just from like, and it's just, it's, it's something very small, but it gives you basically a story recap. Every, like every time you close out the game Mm -hmm. and you come back into it, it gives you that little bit of a story recap and says, here's where you are. Here's where you were. Here's what you've done. Right. You know, and that, I mean, like, so it makes this game sort of very approachable. Like you can sit down and play for, you, you know, an hour or two, take a couple of days, come back. And it's like, oh, hey. You know, whereas a lot of times with these the these style of games and these games wow. that have like this massive time investment, it's like, you know, I'm 40 hours into it and I, 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 it's been like a week since I've, or, you know, sometimes it's like a couple months. Now, you know, full disclosure, when I played this, I basically sat down with it and played nothing but this for like a month. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It was kind of gross. Um, but, um, I, I mean... The quick resume was a double-edged sword because with the quick resume, and again, this is like strictly for, you know, to Xbox. So it's, Mm -hmm. while it's great that I can literally, you know, power on my Xbox and be in the game in a couple seconds, exactly where I left it. Unless I restart the game, I don't get that re, uh, that recap. Mm. So, you know, Mm. sometimes, sometimes I purposely quit the game just so I could get a recap. Um, Yeah. 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 Yes. And that's basically the same with the switch too. If you're just like, you know, yeah, pausing it real quick and pushing the power buttons is like, Oh, where was I? I don't know. I haven't picked this up in a week. What's Mm -hmm. going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and, but like I said, I think that that little bit of a, like that, there's something in that, that I just really appreciated. Like they, they sort of know what the, what the, their consumers are about. Like there's that, that little bit of extra design there. I just really appreciated that. And it's, it's not like we're unique to sort of like that's, it's not, we're not the first people to sort of note that. I think that there's been a lot of praise generally for that, that feature. Um, Josh sort of, I I was going to say, I think it's also kind of an acknowledgement of the, um, the audience of Dragon Quest. I think particularly in Japan, um, that there has been, and this sounds so like nostalgic. There's been like a generation of people who've grown up with Dragon Quest because it's huge. I mean, it's way bigger in Japan than it is here. Um, it's like a cultural touchstone. Um, and so I think they're acknowledging like the hardcore fans who've been here since the beginning. Um, and I've played the first one, you know, I guess I've been here since the beginning, although I haven't played all of them, um, that they're getting older and have other responsibilities. And so something like that really helps um, because you're not just the kid uh, playing Dragon Quest V in, in in the movie uh anyways that's, that's the reference i don't even have to talk about but mm. um so my uh i do i do want to ask a quick question 
everyone here played the definitive edition. Is that right? Wow, I stumbled on that too. Nice. Uh, but everyone, the it wasn't the original PS4. Well, the S. I have I have the vanilla version. Mm-hmm. The um, yeah, and I have started it. What I will say is that it because you're locked in that 3D mode, it mm-hmm. it and there's I it just feels waste like I played through the first like four or five hours on that and it, it feels way slower than mm. the definitive edition. Um okay. but yeah, I I, I beat it, it is. on the mm. definitive edition. Um mm-hmm. we can we okay. can sort of so- that's right. So when you played Wes, when you were going back and forth between Switch and PS4, your PS4 mm-hmm. version was the original version. Yes, without any okay. of the, like, the speed up options whatsoever. So it was very long battles, very long battles. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay. The reason that came to mind is because one thing you said, Dorian, is is like the, the traditional score to the to the game. And I thought it was great. Like, I really liked the music and it, it it does feel very traditional. It feels like something um almost like you've played it before, but it just it brings this sure nostalgia but also like this gravitas to to the game itself. Um but I have heard that the original music that was released um was all like MIDI tracks and so is not that good in the original version. Um that yeah. But I've only heard full orchestrated versions, and I thought that it was great. So if we want to talk about the music, um, a big thumbs up for me. I really enjoyed it. But I also recognize I got the better version of the game and the better version of the music in order to to like rightly talk about that. But, um, you know, I, I don't have much to say in terms of baggage. Uh, fan of the series, for sure. I've only played about half the series. There's a bunch of holes in in the games that I have played. Um, and I've I had been told this is a really good entry, you know. Uh, before you know, I'll I'll give a little bit out here. Before I played this one, my favorites were five and eight, and uh, uh, so a little a little hint there as to how much I enjoyed this game. Um, but I was I was very pleasantly surprised. If you'd listened through episodes of the podcast where I talked about when I was playing it. Um, it just feels really good opening and maybe that is just the nostalgia, but it just feels like a very classic game. Um, but then the further I got into it, they did some really cool things. I mean, there is this sense of like comfort food from it that goes all through it, but it just, it just does so well at the things that it does, um, that, yeah, I think, I think it's great. Um, but I, I don't necessarily have any baggage. I had been told it was great. And so that's kind of what I was expecting and it was better than I expected. So, yeah. Like as, as far as like my personal history with the series, like I've, mm-hmm. so anybody who's been listening knows that like I've, I love the Dragon Quest games. Mm-hmm. I have not beaten all that many, you know, much to my chagrin. I, I think I've beaten the original trilogy. Um, Okay. Like one, two, and three, but I beat them the mobile versions on my phone. Um, okay. Now the original Dragon Warrior, I like you. You know, we've talked about my history with that yep. off and on. So it's like that's like one of my. Well, we just talked about it a couple episodes ago. So yeah, uh, showed up like, but it's uh, like I I just love the series. Um, I like mm-hmm. you know what's funny is uh, so when we because we both recent well. 
not recently, but in the not too distant past, played through five and then had an episode on five. And that version was the DS version. What like I actually bought all three, four, five, and six, the DS versions at one point in time, owned yep. all of those, sold off all of those, and then for for the episode uh, had to rebuy. Um well, not for the episode. I I owned it, but like and then was it is it nine? I have a DS I have a copy of the DS cart for nine. Um it's, my buddy is actually borrowing it and he's been borrowing it for years. I tried to play it. <laughs> just I was not interested. Like because it's like basically MMO light kind of and yeah. Um but eight was my favorite for the longest time. And I, I since mm-hmm. think at this point, like an eight's just kind of like the one that just really got its hooks into me hard again. Um, eight is the reason I went back and eventually replayed one, two, and three. And I was going to do just like the, the hard run through everything, but I decided not to because ain't nobody got time for that. I'm a grown man with a, and those, 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 iPhone versions are not great. They're fine. They're passable, but they're not mm. awesome. Because it, Wes, did you play those at all? The iPhone versions? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, how I got through one and three. And I played part of two, and then my file got messed up. I don't know exactly what happened. Yeah. But but it does the I, whole. I really like the mobile ports, honestly, because it's portrait mode instead of landscape mode. So it's just like, oh, it's exactly how I hold my phone. That makes it. Really yeah. Easy. And that's that's probably what I didn't like about it is that it's like, yeah, but no, they're fine. They're good. Like they're they, they are enjoyable. It's just like for me having actually history with the original Dragon Warrior, it just like threw me off and kind of left a little bit of a taste in my mouth. But um, yeah. but. Uh, eight prior to eleven was probably my favorite. Although five, I would say, is a better story. Um, w- when we sort of did circle back around to it, um, but eight, and then when I played this, uh, I think, you know, and I I've said it recently uh, that I think eleven is is my favorite Dragon Quest, and uh, it takes all of the charm that eight has, right, and it mixes it with the way that five basically subverts expectations um and really sort of like throws a wrench like five is is a just wild deviation from sort of everything that came before it in so many ways and it you know four is pretty different than the first three like there's actually a pretty like one two and three there's a pretty sort of like easy to follow line four gets a little wild but then five gets like super wild um, and then six, I don't have a ton of experience with six, but I just even more wild. Oh, okay. Know. Oh, yeah. Even worse. <laughs> even worse. So six or but five sort of 11 is sort of a combination of eight and five for me, where it's like some of the, the mm. weightiness from five works its way into 11, but it still has the the charm and the, the aesthetic and just. I don't know. Like, I think visually, I just love that style. Um, and the 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 3D renderings for that stuff, it, it's great. Like, it's yeah, yeah. The 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 Akira Toriyama artwork just really shines 
Um, and yeah. the, the, the way that it shows up in that engine is absolutely gorgeous. But yeah, mm-hmm. so like I said, it's it's no surprise. I, I'm pretty sure I've already said it, but like Dragon Quest Eleven is is my favorite Dragon Quest. Um, but I think that's sort of like the, the kind of is it as far as like context, unless you guys have any sort of like spoiler free thoughts before we 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 sort of jump into this. Um, so I mean, yeah. we will we will be talking about spoilers uh, and and we're talking about we've we've already mentioned a couple times that the the game goes in some crazy directions i i don't want to overhype that because it's not like you've never seen some of the stuff that happens before um it's just i i feel like this game just does them very very well and and there were very it's Let's- surprising even if it's not uh if it's not like super bonkers like wacky i i just don't want to overshoot it and say like this game goes places where no other game has gone before i disagree oh with that no sentiment. no i know but it, i it, think it does it better than, but let's mm-hmm. let's let's yeah. just move into spoilers because i think i think we're starting to like veer into like you know we're not touching we're we're like we're bumping we might as well just sort of like get into it i think what you were sort of saying is that and 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 I even sort of is that this game subverts expectations and maybe not in ways that you've never seen before. And it's sort of like twists and sort of does some turns. But I think it does it better than even some of the mm-hmm. like it it's sort of the, the pacing and the structure. So I like, you know, we typically I'm just gonna sort of like roll through some of the, the narrative beats. But um, you know, this game basically has three acts. I mean, you know, some mm-hmm. people, you know, actually think that it, there's four. There's so the 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 fourth act theory is that the first act is basically gathering of the party, and the 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 first act for going going forward, like if you are still listening to this at this point, we will probably be spoiling parts of the story, um, and. Really, if you haven't played it all the way through, you ought to at this, like before you listen to Mm -hmm. this, because I -hmm. think part of the charm of this game is the way that the story sort of unfolds. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's actually the chief sort of charm of the game, Um, because mechanically it's, it's just a, you know, it's, it's, it's a fairly standard JRPG with a fairly refined combat system, Um, you know. You know, we we do have some questions and and our friend John sort of contributed some stuff and so we'll sort of as we wind down the sort of spoilery stuff um we'll we'll pull that stuff at the end but yeah, you're going to say something yeah, I would Josh. I would actually push back and take out those fairlies that you thrown in there. I thought that I think that's actually a really good description. It's a standard battle system that's been very refined. It's yeah. 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 I, I mean, yeah. Listen, I, I throw a lot of ums and ahs and filler in. So, yeah, we move it fairly. <laughs> no, I'm saying um, you did a good job. And I wouldn't make it vague. I, th- I think that's actually, that sums it up really well. Is it's just standard. I love when you can, you know, and, and you you do too, but when you can break open systems with, you mm-hmm. know, Bravely Default and, and Octopath Traveler and stuff like that. I love that when you bolt on all these different things. But this this game does not do that. It's... It's standard JRPG combat, but it's very refined and allows you um, to play in that. Sandbox. Unless you do a full draconian mode, which oh at that point gosh. in time, like Ugh. you probably have issues. Um, 
I'm, I am <laughs> talking to you, John. I love you, buddy. But man, when you said you were doing that, uh, a friend of the show, John O'Spark, you know, we, we wanted him to be here tonight, but it, it didn't really work out. But yeah, he's done a full draconian run, at least the first two acts. But what I was talking about, okay, so moving forward, people. Yeah. If you're still listening, Spoilers. This is your last call. Yeah, we're we're gonna move full steam ahead into full spoilers mode. Um, so I was talking about the the axe, right? So typically, a lot of people break it down into three. I can count one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I've I've heard some people. I, I think the into the aether guys might be, um, the ones who sort of propose this. But the first act basically takes up to the point in Yggdrasil. And then actually right there when you're sort of doing all the intermission stuff where you like basically where you're sort of like following the different in the definitive edition, you're following the different threads of the party members you hit. That's actually the second act. Third act is after you basically sort of take heroes, you step back into the the hero's role and fourth act is post game. Um, I think that's how they break mm. that down. I think that's like semantics. I think that's a bit of a technicality, but I understand why why you would break that down. So let's talk about the first act. Uh, basically, you know, we talked a little bit about the opening where you see this child sort of fleeing from a castle full of monsters and being washed down a river and the baby gets fished out by an old man and raised as his adopted grandson. And uh, the game sort of runs you through this opening sort of sequence. And then you, you really start playing the game. Uh, years have passed. The, this, this young man, uh, you know, which for the sake of just like, what did you guys name your, your, your hero? Just named it after myself because that's what I always do. So yeah, I, I'm I, very vain and egotistical. I, so I almost named him Link, but I just kept my name. Nice. Okay. Felt a little sacrilegious. I think I named him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I named him Hero with an I. I think I did the same thing. Ito. Um, yeah. Great, great minds think alike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I like to name them you. Why you? Um, yeah, Hero that and you. Too. That's uh, that's a. Uh, in, yeah, I, I, I almost I was tempted to name uh, the hero my dude. Um, yeah, as. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, but the hero for general sort of context is just called hero, and on his, you know, sort of a, there's a coming of age. He he he's been basically raised. I'm going to assume like 16, 17, 18 years. You know, he's a young man at this point in time. But the the town cobblestone where where he lives, the the sort of coming of age ceremony is uh, you have to ascend the the. Uh, the 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 tour or the the cobble tour i think is what they call it but it's basically sort of a mountain and he and his childhood friend did you say gemma would you guys say gemma or gemma gemma yeah gemma. Gemma. gemma yeah i can't i've i i've heard that name in it's more common in like england okay but i've heard that in in other contexts as well and had it said Gemma I wasn't familiar with like and also like my brain just not work pretty um like it's all a mess up here but so Gemma and the hero they have to ascend this sort of mountain and sort of go look at the rising sun or check out this like landscape thing as they they're sort of going through the cave to get get up the tower there's some monsters in there and you get sort of a basic combat introduction um mm-hmm. And 
when you get to the top, there's actually some pretty significant monsters, like some pretty heavy monsters. You get not a huge challenge, but like you run into like a first real challenge. And then when you get to the very, and you save a little boy and he runs home, you know, and when you get to the very tippy top, there's a bird and it, it's going to kill you. And all of a sudden, you know, a lightning bolt comes out of the sky and fries the bird. And you notice that this mark on the hero's hand has sort of lit up, uh, lit up, has lit up. Oh man, I am, I'm just sounding like a genius right now. <laughs> the, he's got this brand on his hand and it, it starts glowing. Lightning bolt, you know, basically fries the bird out of the sky. And when they get back down to town, uh, you know, they, they sort of, he rescues Gemma. And when they get back down to the bottom, uh, the the town, the the hero's mother, the town chief, they sort of gather and they say, "Well, okay, you're you're the luminary, you're the savior of humanity, and uh, as such, you need to go visit, you know, present yourself before the king." You know, we thought this might be the case. You know, we we noticed the mark on your hand. That's the that's the sign of the luminary. But now that you're actually calling down lightning from from heaven, yeah, it's confirmed, and you need to go. Um, present yourself before the king of Heliodor. Um, and so that's, you know, your adventure sort of, and that's how your adventure starts. And almost immediately, like, so you get a horse and you go to Heliodor and like, you can spend some time in the map killing monsters, but like, you know, you go to Heliodor and you're like, you're, you're sort of expecting like a hero's sort of like the, this is the long awaited, long prophesied hero. And you get there you get in front of the king and it seems like you're going to have like this really cool, like, you know, this is the prophesied one's entrance and you get arrested and thrown in a dungeon. And this is where the game sort of actually, I think does a really good job of like cluing you in as to sort of what it's about. Because I mean, in some ways, Dragon Quest games are, they do this. They sort of subvert expectations. They sort of throw in a little bit of weight. They throw, but you're basically the the sort of the you're accused of being what they call the dark spawn because the when the luminary comes historically what happens is that's when monsters start showing up and monsters have been plaguing the countryside and they've been attacking citizens and so well it's got to be your fault because you're the luminary so you get thrown in jail and you, you know and at this for at this point in time right um and I think John sort of mentioned something in his comments about about this too. But we'll, we'll again we'll we'll circle back around to some of that stuff. But it's it's just you, and you might fight one, two, or three monsters. Like the the enemy groups tend to be pretty low. But you get thrown in the dungeon, and this is where you meet your first party member, um, Eric. He's a thief. He's a rogue. You know, he's a rascal and a rapscallion. And I, yeah, you know, he's he's pretty fun. Um, and this is where sort of, you, you know, you guys at some point in time, you break out, you know, he, he has this plan. You guys break out of the dungeon and you escape Heliodor with, with the Royal guard hot on your heels as wanted men. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And this is, again, this is just sort of all within, I'd say the first four or five hours of the game. Like, you know, if that, mm -hmm. it could probably be a little quicker than that. And this is sort of where the adventure begins. Well, or not, I, I've said that several times, but mm -hmm. 
This is how like it, it sort of starts. So you guys escape from Heliodor only to sort of like Eric's like, well, I need to go back. <laughs> I need to go back because there's this thing, this red jewel that I stole, and I need I need this red orb. Um and so you break back in you go into the slums of Heli Heliodor, and they're sort of and you make your way back into the city and you you make contact with Eric's old buddy who who's a fence. He's well, he's a very successful merchant right now. And that sort of is really sort of sets the tone is like you 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 you're sort of on this hunt for the orb. Do, do you any of you guys have any sort of like thoughts you want to chime in on at this point or I think that's a good um kind of it's it starts the adventure, you know. You're you're you have these magical powers. You think you're the the you know the chosen one, and and all of a sudden, oh, like no one likes you. The dark um, spawn. So, yes, yeah, yes. Now spawn. you're the dark spawn. You're the yeah. You're this evil character, and and so it's just like okay, well, okay. The, the, this is kind of the peril that it's set up, and the first act, I, I'd say by and large, and we can we can delve into any sections that you guys want to, but I think by and large, the first act is kind of the more i was gonna say traditional dragon quest but i guess this didn't really pick up until um that well actually I've, I've never played three i know it's really good i've just never played it um but uh some of the one thing that that dragon quest is known for is the series of vignettes that it does i know four did this especially i, I don't know if it started four three um but that's what act one is is you get these smaller stories i say smaller i mean it's still going to be you know a handful of hours for each one where you meet new characters um in some of them you gain a new character into your into your little group um and into your party um that obviously help you out in battle and stuff like that and so you it, so you have uh, really good characterization too. Uh, you have these characters join you on your quest. Your your quest kind of gets expanded. You know, going going after these orbs and things like that. But you also meet uh, you know NBCs. But you meet you go into different towns and they have these different problems that are happening. And so you have to kind of figure out how to help um, the all through these these little vignettes. And so they present a dilemma. You are trying to help them. Sometimes things go well. Sometimes uh, there's more to the story than kind of meets the eye. And so I think they're all really well done vignettes. They introduce a lot of interesting characters. Um, and again, we can jump into any of them if you'd like to. But by and large, that's kind of act one is that it, it feels like a Dragon Quest game because you get these stories, you gain a party, and then at the end of it, you face the big bad. 